friend, today, the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal is for sale for the very first time for three days only, Wednesday through Friday, we're taking pre-orders. During that time, you can choose from either collection, handwriting, or typography in any one of the six gorgeous colorways. After this, we'll just be ordering a limited stock and only of certain styles, so most colors will no longer be available and the remainder will sell out. So visit elegantexcellence.com and place your order by midnight Eastern on Friday. You'll have it in your hands in early December in time for a special workshop I'm hosting. I, for one, cannot wait. And if you want to hear more about what's inside the journal, keep listening to today's episode. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, love. Welcome to a very special episode of the You're Welcome podcast, as today I'm going to take you inside a process I started using in my life seven years ago, and up until just a couple months ago, have been getting breakthroughs and ahas I can't wait to share with you. Let me start by asking if any of these apply to you. Number one, do you either ever struggle to figure out what your dreams really are? What do you really want? Or you have so many dreams, you can't figure out which ones to choose, where to start. You either struggle to have big dreams or have so many dreams they feel in conflict. Number two, do you ever feel overwhelmed, like you have too much to do, too many projects, tasks, ideas? You're disappointed in yourself at the end of a day, week, month that you haven't accomplished what you'd hoped to. You feel like no matter how hard you work, you're always behind. And number three, do you ever feel one puzzle piece short of organized? You wrote a note somewhere and now you can't remember where. You realize in a panic you were supposed to do something or you're afraid that's going to happen. You started something, whether planning a wedding or moving into a house or creating a new product in your business or at work, and you thought you had a pretty good plan, but ye gads, you had no idea how complicated it would be. You swear you're good at communicating with your husband or your team, but they're like, you never told me that. Or... Uh, how was I supposed to know that? Friend, if you can relate to any of these, you are in the right place. I want to introduce you to the method I've been crafting in my own life and teaching in bits and pieces over the last seven years and finally brought together in the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal and the four-part teaching series that comes with it. Today, I'm going to read pages from inside the journal and explain my approach, the one I found works best for me to make my goals and dreams really happen. Even if you never purchase the tangible journal for yourself, I trust that listening in today, you'll see yourself, your path, and your days with fresh eyes that will help you find a little more joy and less overwhelm wherever you're heading and whatever tools you use to help you get there. First, what is elegant excellence? To me, a lifestyle of elegant excellence is one of ambition yet ease, more joy and less overwhelm, desiring an extraordinary life without exhaustion. We believe there is a beautiful, though less traveled path in which we do not accept having to choose either a bright, accomplished life or a vibrant whole one, successful or healthy and balanced. We have the audacity to choose our dreams, 
without choosing them over the people and things in our lives that matter most. We have the wisdom to choose less but better, to slow down, to speed up. We remember that we are the CEO of our own life. We can make a new choice any day to say no, to simplify, to believe a new thought, to challenge ourselves, to rest. We believe there is and we are enough. And in all we do, we strive to be more excellent, brilliant, dreaming bigger, choosing well, and elegant. Palms up, releasing perfection, choosing gratitude. If you are tired yet unwilling to settle, passionate yet adverse to a life of pure hustle, love your work deeply and the people in your life even more, you, my dear, have found the right tribe. My story is the day I realized I wanted to be an entrepreneur, February 1, 2011, I had been sent a blog post with a handful of journal questions. It was those prompts, plus a trail of breadcrumbs that led to that aha moment, that clicked into focus the next chapter of my life. Thus, I believe in the power of questions, writing, giving ourselves space to think, ponder, wonder, dream. Questions like these changed the course of my life. I began my business as a personal stylist telling myself I could be crazy for three years. I knew the journey wouldn't be easy, yet I was aware from the first that the world of entrepreneurship was led by hustlers and sprinters. I had the audacity, green as I was, to believe I could build something powerful and, my personal goal at the time, still be a good friend. Be the friend you call at midnight without thinking, eh, she's probably too busy, even though she's one of the most successful women you know. After three years, though, I looked up and realized my hustle wasn't coming to an end. I was exhausted. Something had to change. Yet I didn't see anyone teaching what I was seeking. So I set out to teach myself. I read, studied, listened, tried, and then started teaching what I came to call elegant excellence, how I want to feel in my life and work. The results were pretty remarkable. I was in a business mastermind at the time, which met in person twice a year. And at retreat after retreat, they would exclaim, you're a different person than you were six months ago. How have you grown so much in just the last six months? Therefore, I know in the same six months of this journal, you too can see growth, healing, and joy worthy of remarking upon, noticeable to the people in your life. Over the years, 40,000 students have gone through my Elegant Excellence course, goal-setting workshops, You're Welcome podcast, and sent back replies such as, this saved my life. Not changed, saved. I took my first vacation in three years. I'm making more and working less. I've struggled for years, and this unlocked why and how to change. While I've seen the greatest breakthroughs come when we can go deep together in a class or in community, I also know change comes from a series of tiny steps. And thus, you can begin with this journal. I've made my body healthier, my anxiety calmer, my business stronger, all through patient years of small but intentional shifts and choices. The exercises in this goals journal are the ones I created for myself, compiling a panoply of advice and inspiration over the years into a guide that still today gives me more clarity, peace, and growth in my business and my life. So what's your story? Do you ever feel overwhelmed? You have so many projects you're juggling, you're unsure which to prioritize, you feel disorganized, your goals end up more complicated than you realized, leaving you scrambling. 
disappointed. You're working so hard and yet you always feel behind. Oh, kindred spirit, this Coles Journal is for you. Whether you are an entrepreneur, work-from-home mom, creative, in corporate, student, or fill-in-the-blank, do you ever feel frustrated? Your team didn't do something, only to realize later you wrote it down in a beautiful notebook where they never saw it. Your husband or wife dropped a ball, and then they point out that appointment was only in your written calendar, so how could they have seen it? What is powerfully unique about my approach is we combine a pretty paper product with practical digital tools. I love beautiful paper goods, colored pens, my handwriting, sitting in a cafe, feeling creative. Yet over the years, I've accepted that the sometimes cold analytical tools of Word documents, spreadsheets, apps, and project management software are what I need in order to do life with other people. That could be your team, assistant, spouse, roommate, nanny, or dog walker. If you desire both a creative outlet and a method that supports your dreams to actually happen, you're in the right place. Whether you presently use a printed or online calendar, a to-do list app, or project management software, I'll teach you how to merge them with this journal for creative success. In other words, this process applies whatever your career or calling, and it bridges the divide between our creative dreamer selves and the practical needs to see our goals realized. After eight years running my own business, I am still learning how to better estimate how much I can do, how long something will take, slow down to break down the steps, notice my thoughts that help or hinder me, Balance my creative desires and the practical needs they require. Can you relate? If so, you belong here. I am on this journey with you. And when you do the work, you'll start to see and feel the peace coming and the joy rising. So here's how my unique approach to making goals and dreams happen works. Twice a year, we have the portrait. My experience is you can radically change your life in just six months. Therefore, my journal is set up as a journey of that length, and we slow down and truly reconsider who we are and what life we dream of creating 10 years, three years, and one year from now. With guided audio teaching to accompany the journal, we uncover our dreams and then use my signature domino arrow amplifier method to avoid overwhelm and identify our key goals. Then we revisit, reassess, and refresh six months later as life evolves. Quarterly, we have the path. Today, as you begin, and again 90 days from now, we'll use my token method of the path to organize our goals and projects for the next three to six months. In parts one and two of a video workshop, we'll gain clarity in creating a map that's best for you and reassessing if you find you aren't where you thought you'd be as the months progress. Monthly, we have the priorities. With the previous exercises in mind, you'll get focused on the right priorities for this month. This is when we start to combine tangible and digital. In parts three and four of a video workshop, I walk you through how to use your calendar or project management system to honor everything occurring in your life and truly map out and track projects for success. This teaching will help you over time to better understand how much you can do and how long things will take for less frustration, healthier expectations, and more pride in what you accomplish. Weekly, we have the plan and the presence. 
Taking our clarity into our days, we can see what the most important things are this week, while also slowing down to notice our celebrations, thoughts, shifts, and next steps. As we track our tasks digitally, we don't lose this creative appointment to breathe life, joy, and new ideas into our actions. Finally, daily, we have my wand. Then add magic. The more days you do this practice, the more days you will feel empowered, in control, and happier. Nonetheless, I still don't do this daily. Therefore, there aren't daily pages to get behind on here. Instead, an encouragement to do this practice daily on your phone's notes app, your tangible diary, or written on the back of a receipt in line for school pickup. Thus, while you may not carry this journal with you daily, you can utilize the powerful principle that often. Beginning with the portrait, we look at your present, past, future, and back to your present. In step one of four, we savor who you are. We begin with you, the most important part of any journey, dream, or goal. No creation, change, or strategy will truly work unless it works uniquely for you, your desires, dreams, lifestyle, mornings, vision for what truly brings you joy. Putting yourself first counterintuitively allows you to be more generous. If we try too hard to please our customers, children, or church, we'll eventually burn out and no one wins. Learning about yourself, what's sustainable, inspires you, motivates and demotivates you is a lifelong journey and one that supports you as the joy-filled CEO of your own life. Starting with a fistful of joyful exercises like Mad Libs on Who We Are, What Brings You Joy and Matters Most, and How You Want to Feel. Step two, we learn from your past. Before we move into who we're becoming more of, what we want to create in the world, let's shed our baggage and old thoughts, all while honoring how far we've come, how much we've grown, blossomed, and what we've made happen, whether growing a business, a baby, or healthier physically or mentally. Revisit your story as we release and celebrate how we got here. We look back over the last year from different angles, using two different charts that have been so illuminating for me. Sometimes we've forgotten how much goodness there's been. We've focused on the things that are wrong and can be encouraged by all we have to be proud of and grateful for. Other times we've forgotten just how hard things were. We're beating ourselves up for not having more energy because we're not honoring how hard we've really worked. Either way, I find we have short and incomplete memories that don't help us unless we occasionally look back. We celebrate the good and learn from the hard so we can move on to step three, declare your dreams. As we turn towards the future, it's time to focus on where you're headed. This gets fun. We start with a guided audio class on how to discover your dreams and uncover your desires. You have lots of space to write whatever comes up. And we don't judge them, decide they can't happen, get tripped up and try to figure out how. We simply honor all the things you love are captivated by, ponder, and admire. You'll find that audio class on the membership site that all journal users have a login and password for. Then we brainstorm our audacious 10-year dreams. In your fairy tale, best-case scenario world, what wild, impossible things would be true? This may or may not include what have you accomplished in your work? Who is in your life? Where do you live? How do you spend your days or seasons? How are you contributing to your community or the world? What do you do more or less of, whether cooking or worrying? 
time spent in the car, or being in debt? What is true in your incredible dream life 10 years from now? We then divide those dreams into one of four categories. Prayer, why, domino, or arrow. A prayer is our actions can't make this happen. Your dad is healthy. Your spouse has their dream job. We've met our partner or child. These are intentions we're holding, but not something that we can necessarily work to make happen. A why, this is the reason we want the other goals. You have career goals in part to support a beautiful life for your children or financially support a cause close to you. So both of those are your whys. Domino, these goals will flow naturally from another one, knocked over by a preceding domino. If you launch a business, then you will get press for that business. So press is a domino goal. If you go off anxiety medication, thanks to therapy, being off medication is a domino goal coming from the first goal of having done therapy. An arrow, if you prioritize this, the rest will come. It will hit the domino goals next, the why will be fulfilled, whether writing a book, buying a house, or having a closer relationship with God, these are action steps you can control that unfold the rest of the vision. So, for example, if your 10-year vision includes you have a healthy family, you are traveling more with your kids, you've started a business with your spouse, and you have a strong marriage, those would fall into these categories. Your arrow goal of a stronger marriage leads to the domino goal of being able to start a business together in a few years. Your why is both being able to work remotely for more time to travel with your kids. And a prayer is everyone in your family is healthy along the way. Next is our three-year ideas brainstorm. We tend to think of short-term as a few weeks, a couple months. Studies show we can overestimate what we do in a year, yet underestimate what we can actually do in 10. So I like to remind myself that compared to 10 years, three years actually is short-term. Adjust my impatient expectations while also not trying unrealistically to cram everything into the next one year. When I can see it will get done in three years, it helps me relax and expand what, quote, soon means. So we use your domino and arrow goals from the previous exercise for inspiration, plus jot down any additional ideas of possible goals or growth, personally or professionally, you might want to achieve by 2023. Doesn't that number sound wild, by the way? We are entering a new decade. What do you want to make happen in it? We then know which category the goals fall into. Domino, arrow, or a new term, amplifier. Is it a domino that will come after another goal or an arrow goal that comes first? Or is it an amplifier? An amplifier is a smaller goal or project that supports a larger goal. If you want to write a book, that's the arrow. While the amplifier goal is growing your audience in the meantime so you have people waiting to read the book. Then a domino goal is the speaking gigs you get as a published author. Healing your migraines might be an arrow goal, while an elimination diet is an amplifier goal you try to see if you can make the arrow goal happen. Next, reviewing that list, if you could choose just one professional and one personal goal to achieve one year from now, and then three years from now, which would they be? And FYI, this is one year-ish. The one that feels right to you could be in six months or 18 months. 
Hint, they probably aren't amplifiers, as those will happen naturally in support of a big goal. Your one-year goal is probably an arrow, shooting you into the future. Your three-year goal could be another arrow or a domino that comes next. Narrowing to just one or two goals might feel challenging, but you've seen how goals can move down a path together, bringing another goal along the way. And if at any point you change your mind, no worries, you can change it. But to start, firmly test out one dream to see if it feels right. Then, one of the most powerful exercises I created for myself a few years ago. It's called My True Story. Imagine the day you've accomplished each big goal. Three years and one years, personal and professional. Or whichever other name feels right for you if professional doesn't resonate. Maybe you're at a launch party, a marathon finish line, celebratory dinner, on holiday. The last five questions on this exercise give me huge breakthrough every time I do them, so I want to share them with you here. You finish the sentence, a year later, I realized this event. The only thing that could have held me back from making this happen. The best advice I could give someone who wants this. The most powerful thing I did to get here. The first step was, here's what you realize. You are empowered to make your dreams happen. You can see the future. Give yourself advice. Let go of things that will get in your way. Prioritize the most important things and take the first step now. You can write, choreograph, and direct the story you will tell in one year, three years, and beyond. How is it possible? How did you do it? Well, it started with dot, dot, dot. And then we're ready for step four. Delight in your next six months. Finally, we're ready to craft a purposeful and powerful year to come, one with both space and substance, rest and reward, ambition and ease. Get honest and bold with what you want and what's stopping you, getting in your way or holding you back. It's time to make your desires a reality or gracefully let them go. With some more joy-filled exercises, such as considering what's brought us the most joy lately and what we're most looking forward to, we niche down even more into our one-year goals. We did our three-year goals, but when we zoom into one year, we start to get much more specific with smaller details and action steps. Next, you challenge yourself to narrow them. Which few can you write 2021 above? If you absolutely had to wait on a few or you got zero of them, you would choose these. If it's not financially possible this year to both move houses and put X amount in savings, which do you choose? Then identify the remainder that you're feeling determined to accomplish this year as domino, arrow, or amplifier. And P.S., if you're worried about any of your goals that you're not getting to right now, at the very back of your Elegant Excellence Goals Journal, there's a few pages called The Lookout Shoulder where you can write them down for safekeeping. It's that beautiful spot you pull over to to take in the view, but then you get back on the road so you can save any dreams or ideas without getting pulled off course. At this point, congratulations, you have laid a beautiful foundation for the life you want to create. Remember, your brain is brilliant and you have more ideas and dreams than there are hours in the day. So as you move forward in the months ahead, we want to stay focused on your biggest goals 
if you only achieved your four arrow goals of one year and three year, personally and professionally, your life would be pretty magical. So be willing to choose less but better. We get started this month with the path, your next three to six months. This is one of the most powerful exercises I do personally. It was the very first concept I came up with seven years ago that helped me start to see my personal and professional goals in a new light. I filmed a four-part workshop to walk you through the big concepts from here on out for journal owners. And specifically, I'm so passionate about this concept of the path, but it's much easier for you to see it visually. So I'm actually going to host a free workshop on this in a few weeks so I can teach you even more in-depth on this topic. But here's a brief overview to get us started today. How do you take your big dreams and put them in some order? How do you narrow when you have too many? You have this big spider web of ideas and options shooting off in every area. That overwhelm can mean we don't even start or are endlessly spread way too thin, feel stuck. In a few more steps, we'll get to our to-dos, exactly what we need to do in each project. But it's way too overwhelming to go from multiple big dreams right into the 199 little tasks it will take to get there. So my exercises on the path are about noticing which of our goals go together. Picture the coming year, two, or three as a linear path heading north, bottom up to the top. One goal leads up to the next. One comes from the other. The amplifiers to the arrow to the dominoes. To achieve your one-year arrow goal, what's the step before that? And the step before that. There may be 99 little tasks in total, but these are the two to five biggest key milestones or projects to get there. Then we break down those few key goals or projects into a handful of steps that are key in each of those to start getting a better idea of the scope of our projects. The path helps us understand how much we're taking on in this season. It helps us set healthier expectations of what we can accomplish. Not right away, but over months and years of doing this, we start to better estimate how long things will take to stop setting ourselves up for failure. It helps us see how our goals work together, and if any are taking us down a different path than our most important goals, which tend to work together on one story or path, making it easier to see the outliers that won't have as much impact or momentum in your life. This process gives us peace. We're able to be more patient that there's certain goals that aren't happening right now, but we see they're coming next. We're not behind. It's not that we're not working hard enough. It's a story a path, one thing leads to the next. And for anyone who, like me, is visual, it gives us joy, able to see where we're headed, see there's a plan, things are happening, it will happen. Don't panic or get discouraged or get overwhelmed because we've got a map and a story that we're writing. Again, I'll elaborate more on this with examples and applications in an upcoming free workshop for you, how we lay out our next year and our next six months. But then after that, we embrace part of the secret sauce of the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal Method, combining handwritten and digital. We reach our monthly priorities. This is where any other goal setting and vision casting I tried to use broke down. There was a disconnect between my beautiful one-year, six-month quarterly goals and how to know and track what I was actually doing on a monthly, weekly, daily basis to move them forward 
stay on track or pivot when, inevitably, I got behind. So I'll explain more in the training videos for those who use the journal, but here are the four core steps. Number one, you look at your calendar. Any list of quarterly or annual projects that you have in your work, basically you stop to look outside of everything you've remembered to put down in your journal for anything else happening that's written down elsewhere so we truly have a complete list. Personally, I have my beautiful handwritten dreams, but then I also have an annual and quarterly goals document with my team. The latter is not as much fun and inspiring to look at, which is why I want the dream journal, but I need to make them match or else I'm not working on one path. Step two is you write down all of your open projects for this month. If I only do this in an online document with my team, I just don't visually see it after that one meeting, which is why I want it in my journal. So I'm not trying to remember what I'm doing. I can actually tangibly see it. Our open projects include any of the goals or projects on your path, the amplifiers and arrows, anything else you discovered checking in with your calendar and any of the other documents above, and anything you do on a recurring basis. This was a huge aha for me. Once I added in things like posting on Instagram and hosting this podcast, I realized that I wasn't really accounting for how much time I spend on them each week. They just happen weekly, so they aren't really written down or scheduled anywhere. The same might be true if, let's say you host a small group once a week at your home for your church or book club or a support group. If you simply show up to a meeting, great, that's an appointment on your calendar. But if you need to clean the house, plan for a meal, cook the meal, prep content to talk about, contact people to see who all is coming, that's a few hours every week. That's a project. And it may be stressing you out because you're not really acknowledging it's a project that needs a chunk of hours on your calendar every week. So creating this seemingly simple once-a-month page in the journal was huge for me. I realized I had nine open projects. That's so many projects to be keeping track of. And I want to point out that I have really been fighting for this more essentialist lifestyle for about four years now. And it's the number one thing my team says. We know it's our issue. We are always trying to do too much. And despite that, I still have too much on my plate, which I share to say it is not easy. It means that there are gaps in my decision-making process. And this is one of them that I filled thanks to creating this journal for us. When I created it, I better understood why, come Monday mornings, I feel like deer in the headlights. So where do I begin? What do I even need to work on to not get behind? I saw that my brain was trying to remember everything I had to do because it really wasn't written anywhere. Did I have to-do lists? Sure, but those are more little tasks, like all my projects jumbled together. In order to know which of those tasks I needed to do first, I had to know which projects were the priority this week. So number three, once you have your open projects, you choose the most important and you start creating project maps. Whether you're planning a wedding, have a home renovation, are expecting a new baby, or scheduling and coordinating a big trip, writing a book, creating a course, your new or next product, this is listing out every step and task it's going to take. The good news is you're not starting with a blank page. You've already done a ton of work by this point in the journal to get clear on your biggest priorities 
And the main two to five steps within that project and the two to five steps within each of those. So you already have quite an outline. Nonetheless, this is the part that most of us either don't want to do or spend all our time doing. You either can't bear slowing down enough to get organized. Counterintuitively, feels like you just need to get started. You don't have time to slow down and plan. Or you want to be such a perfectionist about this, you spend all your time planning never get around to doing, and then you're behind when you thought you'd get started, so now you spend more time adjusting all of your deadlines, and you just never start doing. So we already looked up from our beautiful journal to consult any other calendar, lists, brainstorms, responsibilities, ongoing tasks we have, but this is where we really bridge the divide between the creative and the tactical. A pretty inspiring paper book of dreams and the sometimes cold yet powerful needed online way to track and share them. Thus, project mapping should not be done in a paper planner. You need to be able to drag and drop, reorganize, prioritize, share, collaborate, fill people in. In the video teaching of this, I talk about all the different resources you can use, but the tool doesn't matter. All that matters is that you can access it on your phone and that other people can access it a Google Doc, a to-do app, a simple or complex project management software. It's not about the perfect application. None of them are. Everything will have a learning curve and limitations. But it's about having it accessible at all times to you and whoever is partnering in your life, whether that's a spouse, roommate, assistant, fellow volunteers, or work colleagues. This is how we delegate, how we're less likely to have balls dropped, have less mental anxiety, trying to remember things, fearful we'll forget things, which you will. Our brains will fail us. This is how you realistically take stock of whether you're on track or behind, and if you're behind, can adjust. But I believe most of us need more than only online. I'll talk about that in the next step, but the final step in this section is number four, anchoring phrases. For me, this whole process is about a balance of mindset and organization. Neither is negotiable. Some of us are stronger in one, though I personally find I really need to work on both, and I can fight or ignore either. I need to slow down more often and take the time to organize, track, fill people in, pay attention to how long things take me. And I need to slow down more often and take the time to notice my thoughts. If I'm telling myself I'm overwhelmed instead of that I'm excited about what I get to do, that this is hard instead of choosing the thought that this is easy. Anchoring phrases for me are just little mantras. Today is going to be good. I am calm in a storm. There's enough time for what matters most. But I find if I don't write them down and revisit them, they aren't muscle memory. They aren't an anchor, just a nice idea I forgot I had by the next day. So they have a spot in the journal to come back at least weekly. Whenever you see it sitting on your desk or want to flip to that page, see them, rewrite them, say them out loud, and choose the thoughts you have about your goals, dreams, and life. Finally, we reach weekly and daily. These are the specifics, the nitty-gritty I've come to most recently that has really started to bless my life and business. There's four concepts I teach in a fourth and final video if you're using the journal. Number one is your mindset on your month. 
So we talked about broad overall mindset with our anchoring phrases, but now we get specific, pausing once a week to look at all our open projects and briefly journal. Are there any celebrations? Maybe you accomplished something last week and are just flying on to the next to-do without really being like, dude, I finished that. I'm proud of myself. That was great. Any thoughts? Like, I'm feeling heavy around this. Why is that? Or I'm feeling nervous I'm behind. What can I do to see if I really am? Any shifts? Like, you know, I think I need to say no to X because there just isn't enough time. Or next steps. Maybe you think of someone you could text for help or have an idea of how you could simplify something. I noticed when I started this exercise that I was often feeling heavy around the things I was working on, business or personal. I was stressed out but not really looking at what I could do to change that. Or I was feeling tired of a project and just kind of sitting in that frustration about it. We track our progress of tasks in the project map, and we track our thoughts and feelings about the projects here. I'm feeling disappointed in myself because I'm behind. But now that I think about it, you know, last week the kids got sick and that's just life. I wasn't working any less hard. I just had less time. So I shouldn't be so hard on myself. We're using both organization and mindset to move our goals forward with more joy and less overwhelm. And you have this weekly date with yourself for just that in the Elegant Excellence Journal. Number two is the organization of your week. So we take our open projects, and just for this week, we categorize them as big, little, or next. For most of us, we have set appointments or meetings, certain things that get done because there's an accountability and a structure to them. But what do we work on in the bigger chunks of time? When you get into the office and you have three hours before a meeting, or this is your day that your kids are in preschool. The things we put under big are our highest priorities or they're going to take the biggest chunks of our free time that week. Little could be lower priorities that we get to if we complete the big ones, or just a smaller amount of time. For me, for example, Instagram is always a little. I don't spend four hours on it at a time, but it happens every week in little half-hour increments here and there that aren't naturally scheduled, so I need to remember to find the time. And next means a priority for next week or in two weeks, but not this week. A huge aha for me in doing this was how often I would have worked on a next project if I didn't do this exercise. If I just dove in, first on my mind was prepping for a class. I actually wasn't teaching for three weeks. (laughs) Meanwhile, I had a deadline for something else this week. Maybe it's because something reminded me of that, or it just felt easy or fun, Or what I really needed to do felt harder or heavier because it was an immediate deadline? Whatever the reason, my brain most often wanted to work on something not the real priority. And this simple exercise helps me focus on what I really need to this week. I explain more in the video class about how I do this with my team, the weekly meeting we started, how I do this with them on a Google Doc, and then for myself in my journal. Because if I only have the online, as I said, then I don't see it. And the journal is what I can visually look at and reference to remind myself of my focus this week when I have that day, that chunk of hours before me. Number three is your mindset today. We journaled briefly about each project, but where are and how are you? Are you distracted with something personal or feeling tired? 
yes, we want to use the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal to move our projects ahead. It's not a personal daily diary. But we are the people doing the projects. How we're doing affects them. My mindset is the number one thing that affects my company, my team, my productivity, how happy I feel doing my work. And I believe the same is true for your marriage, children, friendships. So just once a week, we pour out free form how we're doing. And number four, our last step is something I call the wand. It's a longer concept and much easier to understand visually, so I'm going to teach that as well in the free upcoming workshop, but it goes deeper into your mindset. See, my belief is that we need more inspiration, more creativity, room, space, and permission to dream big. Most of us are not dreaming big enough. We're too focused on logically explaining away why we can't do something or assuming it's too complicated or we're not the kind of girl or guy for whom that happens. Whether you identify as a creative or not, I believe we all need more space to be creative. Consider what our hearts and heads are really yearning for to pursue and craft and live out lives we really love. To live a life without regret when we are 98. We don't regret the things we were too afraid to try And we don't regret that we lived our lives hustling and frazzled. And I believe we're not as organized, systematic, and intentional as we could be. Even if you're type A organized on paper, you could be more intentional with your thoughts. Discover your diligence is actually perfectionism, hampering the life you want. I believe too many of us are using pretty paper notebooks and tangible calendars and frustrated that our spouse or team or babysitter isn't helping us more beating ourselves up that balls are getting dropped. We live lives with more opportunity and complexity than any generation before us, and we need to use the digital tools we have to make them feel more simple. If you've been around Dean Street Society for a while, you may realize that I'm a person who lives in the and. For me, the sweet spot is always in between. It's knowing the scientific principles of style and the artistic uniqueness of what makes you feel beautiful. It's the savvy marketing principles on Instagram to grow your business, and the warmth of caring more about people than numbers as you truly build relationships there. It's about elegance and excellence, ambition and ease. So I shouldn't be surprised that after seven years of seeking out how to do goal setting and achieving better, I discovered it's in the and. Creativity and logic, written and digital, space and structure. I hope that perspective blesses you. If you have another tool you're using and loving, I hope you can see it with this vision to notice any holes that may be present for you in your process. And I would love to help you with the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal. Over 200 pages as your companion for the next six months, over three hours of teaching audios and videos included on a private membership site, and being on the journey with me together as we choose to live a more beautiful life. The link is below or at elegantexcellence.com. I'll see you on the workshop soon, and I can't wait to see what you make happen in your life in the next six months, three years, and beyond. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is the new book, She Said, by the two New York Times journalists who broke the Harvey Weinstein story a couple years ago that was really the catalyst for the Me Too movement. 
I've devoured that audiobook over the last few days, and I've had so many takeaways. Things like how hard journalists work, how powerful they can be in uncovering stories and injustice. Those two women are so impressive. How fearful victims are to come forward because there's so little win. There's a history of little justice, embarrassment, reliving trauma. I'm very blessed to not have that in my past, and it blessed me to better hear and understand these women's stories. How powerful silence is. The number of people who didn't say anything and therefore let abuse by Harvey Weinstein span 35 years from the 1970s to 2015. How hard it is to do what's right. How many people I'm sure are or want to be or would be called by their friends, quote, good people, but didn't want to lose a job, a career, be blacklisted. And I'm saying how hard it is because I want instinctively to harshly judge all of them, but I know I haven't been in their shoes. And if one of them was my friend, I would probably have more compassion. And especially poignant to me and applicable to what we talked about today is how often in life there are multiple things going on. A ticking time clock on something huge for business and your grandmother dies. You have a scheduled surgery. You go through a divorce. There was multiple stories throughout that reminded me of how often we lack empathy for what a hard battle many people are fighting and how in those seasons when we're juggling multiple huge things and I'm in one right now, so this was striking to me, we're not alone. A huge work moment and a personal situation can happen in the same season, on the same day. And it feels unfair, and yet people survive it. Jeremy often tells me not to read the news because it's just sad, and I get it. But reading a book like this, to me, is important to be aware of the experiences of so many women, to appreciate how hard people in other jobs work, to remember people are selfish and people are good, To remember I'm not alone when juggling multiple hard things at once. To remember life is complicated, but I'm leaning in and listening. I'm here for the discussion. I'm becoming educated. I'm praying for the solution. And if we get together and talk and share our stories, we are stronger together and can move forward just a little more change. Goodness, that's not all. Tell him one more thing, Hillary. PPS. Quick reminder, the pre-order window for the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal starts today and lasts just three days. Grab your favorite color and style before we order just a limited amount that will sell out at elegantexcellence.com or swipe up to find the link. Then come over to Instagram at Hillary Rushford and tell me which one you chose. I'm so excited to see which the most popular are. Also on Instagram, you'll find behind the scenes of the journal creation process. I'll see you there with grace and gumption. Till next Wednesday. 